TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He'll drop it off for Thomas. Trying to find some room and some speed to the speedster Cairo. He darts up the middle. In on goal, Cairo. Save, rebound. They score! Pareko wins it! Goodbye, good night! What a finish at Enterprise last night. Uh, Pareko with the game-winning goal. Cairo had a goal as well. Lots to cheer about uh, with the Blues. And, of course, we talked about the Billikens winning a few minutes earlier. Now we're joined by Tom Ackerman at the New Bowl BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Scott. Yeah, it was a heck of a day in downtown St. Louis, a heck of an hour in downtown St. Louis, as a matter of fact. Well, which one do you want to start with? I'll do, let's talk about both. Let's chat them up. So the first game that uh, happened just before the Blues was the Billikens beating Louisiana Tech 75-74. Terrence Hargrove went off. He scored 11 points in 28 seconds to close out the game. It's amazing. He went in for a dunk. He went in for a layup. After some free throws, he knocks down a three. After the, the Louisiana Tech team makes one of two, he hits a three to tie the game. Louisiana Tech gets fouled in the backcourt, and they hit their free throws. So they're up by two. Hargrove, who just hit a three to tie the game, takes the ball, goes down the floor, hits an NBA three to win at the buzzer. I mean, just an incredible day. Uh, personally, I was there with my seventh-grade girls team, and they were having so much fun. They actually, the Billiken athletic team moved them down to the student section so that they could watch from just behind the basket. So they were able to witness a college basketball buzzer beater in person, and they could not believe it. They had a blast. We talked about it all the way home. Uh, before that, earlier in the day, I was at the Indiana-Kansas game in Bloomington in which the number two-ranked Jayhawks came back and beat IU 75-71. So I got to see two great college basketball games in one day. Little wow. did I know that I would see a buzzer beater with Hargrove doing his thing. And then just down the street, the Blues win their game at 4-3 to three in overtime on a goal by Colton Pareko in a game that the fans absolutely adored Jordan Cairo. You remember the game before, Cairo had made some comments earlier in the afternoon when asked about his relationship with the fired Craig Berube. He said, I have no comment. He's not my coach anymore. Uh, that set the fans off. They booed him in introductions. They booed him when he touched the puck. That was in the game earlier in the week against the Ottawa Senators. That was on Thursday. But just two days later, yesterday, he has a goal and two assists. He's cheered loudly by the crowd after he showed a lot of emotion on that Thursday night mm -hmm. about being booed. They come back. They cheer him. They have some fun at Enterprise Center. And the Blues win the game 4-3 to three in part because of Cairo. He had a shot that Wedgwood, the Stars goaltender, stopped. But he's flopped down on the ice, and Pareko sees the puck and flips it over Wedgwood, and the game's over. And good for the Blues and good for Cairo. You know, the thing about being a, an athlete in this town is that you do have to manage the fan base. The fans 
are emotional and passionate just like you are. Uh, and they listen and pay attention to everything. And the fans are going to react the way they want to react. I mean, they pay big money to go to these games and support this team. And if they don't feel like you're on board, they're going to let you have it. It's not – I don't think it's mean-spirited. I, I really believe this, and I've said this when Cardinals fans boo. Now, some of them, of course, can be out of line. Not every fan is is completely in line about everything. But, you know, to me, the Cairo situation is like being reprimanded by family. You know, the, he's part of the Blues family, and the Blues family members extend to the fan base. And they reprimanded him, and now they're embracing him, just like you would sometimes with a family member. I mean, they love Cairo. And so Cairo, who's got a lot of talent, is able to celebrate last night with the Blues, and they pick up a big win. They won back-to-back games now under Drew Bannister. Yeah, that's a good assessment of the Cairo situation, Tom. And, yeah, they have two wins now. That kind of tends to happen when you have a coaching change in any sport. There's a little bit of a bump, uh, but then it kind of settles in. So we'll have to see whether the winning continues under the interim coach. But, yeah, an interesting week in the Blues family for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the Blues will do moving forward. Will they be able to continue to play at this pace? They are playing with a little more energy and focus. I do think they have renewed success on special teams. Brandon Saad scored their only power play attempt yesterday. They were one for one on the power play, and they scored the goal. And I, I said this earlier in one of my sportscasts, is that I really think that's important. You know, the Blues were down two to nothing, but getting a power play goal, when you have an opportunity to score with a man advantage, I think more often than not, if you're doing that, I mean, you're not going to do it every time, but if you're able to do that on a regular basis, it's a huge lift to your team. Conversely, when you fail on a power play, it is a letdown. You know, it's only two minutes of time in a game, but when those two minutes expire, it's a letdown and you feel like you missed an opportunity. And when you miss as many as the blues were missing, I mean, Scott, Prior to Craig Berube getting fired, they were 7 for 83 on the power play. Mm. That means that 76 times they were let down on the power play out of 83. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, that that's that's tough to overcome. I think when you get power play goals, it's a much-needed injection of energy for your team, and that's what happened last night, and the Blues went on to win the game. Well, let's talk about two more topics, Cardinals and soccer. Let's start with the Cards. Uh, they're still in the the race to land Yamamoto, the pitcher from Japan. But the Dodgers are also in the race. It feels like they are Godzilla of Major League Baseball right now. And how do you compete with them? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, I personally don't know if the Cardinals are in the race for Yamamoto. I think that they will always pay attention to that race. But as you mentioned, the Dodgers, but also some big market teams. I I agree with Bob Nightingale. I think Yamamoto is going to end up in New York with either the Yankees or the Mets. It just seems like that's probably his destiny. Is Somebody with big pockets is going to take him. Um, so that's probably the case the the Cardinals are going to stay involved 
in the Asian market, though. They've had a lot of scouts in Japan through the years, and there was a report yesterday that Mark Feinsand of MLB.com uh, said that they are visiting with uh, Yuki Matsui. He is a very good reliever, a 28-year-old out of Japan. He was an all-star there. Um, in fact, he's been an all-star five times, and they like him. Now, we're going to have John Moselock on at 10.15 this morning. Keep in mind that he can't talk about that. They do not talk about free agents, whether it's Major League Baseball or in another country. However, you know, this is not – surprising at all i mean the cardinals have said out loud that they are looking for relief help and it was very well known that they want to add at least one more arm so if they get matsui to go along with helsley gallegos and romero in that bullpen i think that's pretty strong will they continue to look for a starting pitcher it's possible um, but you know they could make it I don't think it would be in free agency like the Yamamoto deal. And as for the Dodgers, yes. I mean, they traded for Tyler Glasnow yesterday. Mm -hmm. So there's another one who <laughs> yeah. makes $25 million on top of Shohei Otani making a massive amount that will be deferred, but still a massive amount. Um, but the Dodgers, you know, they've spent a ton of money over the years, and what have they won? That's I mean, true. They won a World Series in a pandemic-shortened year. You know, they, they won a World Series, but otherwise they've fizzled out in the postseason for the most part, and last year it was because they had no pitching, so they're trying to, to change that here. Well, let's talk about soccer for a minute. Uh, Major League Soccer withdrawing from the U.S. Open Cup, the oldest soccer competition in the United States. The backlash about this has been unbelievable. Fans hate it, and even international publications like The Guardian are writing stories you know, using the word arrogant and all – it's like uh, if the English Premier League withdrew from the FA Cup. So what is MLS thinking here? Well, I'm, you know, it's it's interesting. We'd have to talk to the commissioner, Don Garber, about this. Uh, he's you know, complained about some things and, you know, some of the conditions of the matches. So, I'm t so I understand. I think that uh, U.S. soccer found out about this at the same time that everyone else did. I think that – MLS has been very successful. Um, they've really dominated this competition for the most part. Um, I'd have to really – I mean, I, I think that uh, we'd have to hear it from them. I can't answer for them as to why they did all that. I'd like to know a little bit more. Um, Garber has he, talked about this before. I mean – there's been some comments, there's been some concern from the MLS side of things about why and and what you know what the problem is. There it has to be detailed a little bit more, I think, rather than just sitting here and speculating as to yeah. why, but you know, there's been plenty of uh plenty of upset people about it and I get it. I mean, I totally understand, but that means that City 2 uh would be sent to this Open Cup and uh, the the statement from MLS was that it will remain committed to work with U.S. soccer, um, but you know it's going to rub some people the wrong way. We'll see how where it goes from here. Well, I'll take a flyer and say it has something to do with money. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, talk about what you have on the show today. It's a shortened edition because we have Chiefs at eleven. Well, it does have something to do with money, but again, I think that there were some 
you know, I, I think maybe they think that they're bigger than all of that. You know, maybe they think that there are bigger things ahead. Maybe they think that, um, you know, that the early round matches were streamed on YouTube and not on big network television. I mean, it always comes down to money and where you feel that you are as a league. And perhaps they think they are, well, I'm not saying I'm not siding with them. I'm just saying, you know, they think that they're on the rise and they think that they're bigger than that. So, I mean, that's going to upset some people, no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it, and I totally get that. But that's basically what it is. And there is a lot of money in MLS right now. Let's uh, let's not forget that they have the best player in the world in their league right now. So they are thinking big, bigger about everything. Uh, sports on a Sunday morning is one hour. We have the Chiefs and the Patriots at noon. So an 11 o'clock pregame. We're looking at uh, John Moselock at 10.15, Travis Ford at 10.30, Drew Bannister, the new coach of the Blues, the interim coach at 10.45. Thanks, Tom. All right, buddy. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.